When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And if you're one of our patrons, this is your extended that means longer ad-free version of this week's show and if you're not yet a patron but would like to get our ad-free extended versions or listen and interact with us live and we have al and john and Stephen in the chat room listening right now welcome to you you can head to patreon.com forward slash uk tech and get instant access to our entire back catalogue of extended shows entire back catalogue um we don't have any new patrons to announce uh, this week unfortunately but thank you to everyone who is continuing to support us as i said add al john and Stephen. it's great to have you um with us and also with me in the flesh um because ian is away tending to his underground uh, blast proof turkey farm um <laughs> it, it is um it is kate langson hello my wife my wife. Yes, I've I've dragged the wife in um, to uh, to talk about this because she was very interested in a lot of the topics that we discuss um, every single week and has some opinions on this week and also has a new Samsung Galaxy S10 um, and we're going to try and spoof its facial recognition system a little bit later, aren't we? We are. Is it weird to be sitting in the room recording the podcast instead of listening to it? A little bit. Yes. Yes. Okay. Normally I'm not allowed in here. That's very true. For good reason. Um, Let's crack on into the news. Um, Shoppers at Argos will now be able to pick out and buy items by taking a picture with their smartphone's camera. This is according to a write-up in The Telegraph and announced by Argos on Monday. Using a new visual search app from the retailer, shoppers will be able to search Argos's catalogue of products to find the same or, and I think this bit is probably crucial, similar items. Now, Argos has been a bit of a staple in... um, Oh, that was a pun. No, it wasn't. They're glued, aren't they? They're not stapled, the Argos catalogues. Yeah, Yeah, but been a bit of a staple in British shopping culture for the last few decades. And still to this day, despite the success of Amazon and online retail, still has physical stores and in those physical stores still has gigantic printed um, catalogues of products which must cost a ton of money to print a ton of money to ship around and um, but despite it being 2019 they are still in existence um kate you before we started recording the show you asked me the question why does anybody go into an argos i did i don't really get why argos is still around i put it in the category with woolworths like Back in the day, it was the shop you went to to buy... Mr. Blobby Pink lots, Lemonade. Lots of all the things that you would ever need. And now, if you want any of those stuff, you would just go on Amazon or a better shop. <laughs> than Argos. <laughs> than Argos. <laughs> I, the thing is, it, st- it still exists for a reason, because some people do need that immediacy of um, of acquiring delivery and in fact al in the chat room said amazon takes at least a day i mean actually some of Amazon's stuff you can now get delivered same day with with amazon prime now but i am one of the people that still goes to an argos because the other day i need what was it i needed the other day i went into an argos for oh it was for a it was for a cable i needed a new cable 
and I didn't want to have to wait for Amazon to deliver said cable. So I went into an Argos. And to be honest, the Argos didn't actually have the cable that I wanted. Shocking. Yes. But the fact is, I was one of the people that went in and I go past an Argos every day. So you didn't actually buy anything? No, but I went in with the intention of buying something because the Maplins around the corner is shut down now. So an Argos is unbelievably in this uh, technological world, a Maplin electronics store in central London has been outlasted by an Argos. That is surprising. Yeah. Where's this Argos? This Argos is on uh, is on Poultry. So it's just outside my oh. office near Bank Station in London. And if you walk up, it's mostly rows of shops and suit shops and things mm. for the uh, for the busy financial professional. But uh, in the middle of it, there's an Argos. It's next to a Clinton's Cards or Paper Chase or one of those card oh. companies. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do get stuff delivered there and, and pick it up. But... Oh. inexplicably still in uh, still in use. I remember Andy and I, um, the, the highlight of the quarter of the year was always getting a new Argos catalogue and looking at the new digital watches. Yeah, the, I used to look through all the toys. The toys? Yeah. Okay, well, you were a bit younger than me. I was. Yeah. No, we used to, we used to always look and see if they, um, if they had a new model of television control watch. Ooh. The little ones that kinda, I remember those. Yeah, they were the ones that kind of had like a calculator. It was a calculator watch, but it had the bonus of a little bit sticking out of the side, and you could program it to control the infrared signals on a TV. And um, we used to have one, and we'd go around and flash it through people's windows and turn their TVs on and off. That's how we entertained ourselves in the early nineties. We had a boy at school turn the school TV off during a lesson, and he didn't get expelled, but he got very much in trouble. Yeah. That was good times. Yeah, very good times. That would have been uh, me at our school. Um, so yeah, and there's a couple of interesting, uh, interesting things that we uh, that have come up in the chat while we've been we've been talking. Um, John says um, he went into an Argos because he was given a gift card uh, that he was only able to use at an Argos. Oh, so well, that's a good reason to. Go that's an excellent reason to be going. Um, Can to- I say the last time I went to one? Yes. It was to buy a frying pan when I lived in Camberwell in London. And that was way before I met you. So well over five, six years ago. So the question would be, if you went into a different store with your smartphone now and you could pull out an Argos app and scan an item and have it say, OK, well, we don't have this exact frying pan because presumably frying pans all look the same when they're printed. Um, but we do have this very similar T-file non-stick um, would you like to order it from from how, Argos? Would how, that not appeal? How is it different to going into Argos and looking through the catalogue for all the saucepans are presumably on the same page? So if you go, you're like, I want this saucepan, type the number in, it says we don't have any. So you go to the one next to it on the page. Because that relies What's... on you going into an Argos, whereas this you can do from your phone, presumably from another store. Oh, and order it in. And order and it in. Or... It up. And oh. they, do, they, they do home delivery as well. You know, they still have a modern service. It's just they also have the less modern service of printing catalogues and having physical stores. And I, 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 would, I would love Argos to stick around. And if this is a way that, um, that helps it stick around, then that's, that's all good with me. But yeah. next time we need a saucepan in our house. Um, well, let me let's say let me know. Let everyone know if you have any thoughts on this. Why do you, would you go to an Argos? Do you have an Argos catalogue in the house? Let us know. Hello at techpodcast.uk.
The latest phone to implement face unlock with nothing but the normal front camera is the Galaxy S10, the Samsung Galaxy S10. And users across the web, according to Ars Technica this week, are reporting that the feature is easily confused or defeated. Ars says there are a number of reports that say the uh, 2D image sensor can be fooled by, surprise, a 2D image. And The Verge was able to unlock one with a video. And YouTube channel Unbox Therapy was able to unlock one by just playing one of its public channels in front of the camera. And the worst example, again according to Ars Technica, is uh, from AndroidWorld.it, which was able to unlock the Galaxy S10 by waving a still photo around in front of the phone. Uh, the S10 can also reportedly have trouble telling different people apart. And uh, one security researcher, a lady called uh, Jane Wong, said she was able to unlock her brother's phone with her face. Presumably they do look alike. Yeah, I was going to say they must look somewhat similar. Yeah. Now, we were looking at this on your on your phone, uh, your S10 earlier, Kate, um, as I'm sure you remember, um, because there were some interesting caveats that came up that you have to go through in order to set this up. And we've got a screenshot here. Yeah, oh, I you... hadn't actually set up facial recognition, so I went to do it. And then the very first thing you see if we set it up says, face recognition is less secure than other lock types because there is a possibility that someone who looks like you or who uses an image of your face could unlock your phone. Keep in mind that face recognition might not recognise you if there are major changes to your appearance, such as heavy makeup, facial hair changes or glasses. If you usually wear glasses, you might want to keep them on while you set up face recognition. Yeah. And then you said something clever about Apple. Yes, I said this is the <laughs> this is that this is what the iPad and, and the iPhone don't do because they use a 3D uh, sensor. So instead of it just looking and effectively taking a photo and saying, yes, that looks like you, it's actually physically scanning the contours of your face using mm. an array of cleverly fired dots. Yes. Um, so what I thought we could do, since you hadn't actually set this up and hadn't tried this before now, is see if we can fool it. Yes. So have you set have you set it up? Yes. On your, you have so, set it yeah, up. So yeah, look, it's opening. Oh, yes, she's holding Unlock it up my phone. and it is unlocked. OK, so what I'm going to do is I'm firing up the camera and I'm using my iPad for this because I want to take a bigger picture um, or rather have a bigger display. So Kate, look at me, is looking at me head on. I've taken a photo, I'll take one more. She's got glasses on, but I see you've uh, you've shaved off the, sh the facial hair. <laughs> I did, just to confuse the phone. Exactly, yeah. Um, but you've left the glasses on as it suggested. Okay, so I now have a picture of your face in huge view on my iPad. Let's lock your phone, and I'm going to put this close to your phone, and let's see if this works. It did! Oh, my God, it did. It actually did work. So That's I crazy. could get into your phone by... Um, by just using this yeah, picture. you could. That's pretty It's a good worrying. job we're married. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've actually never seen that done before in person, so that is quite impressive. Um, would you, I mean, are you going to leave that on? I'm probably not going to leave it on. Um, not because I'm concerned about security, really, because really I'm with my phone all the time. I exist in three locations which is my house my car and my work and my phone is usually in my pocket or if I'm in the house it's in the house yeah. so I don't really worry about getting my phone stolen or what if you lose it other than, how would I lose it that's true <laughs> that's a fair point <laughs> I realize it's a 
big issue for lots of people, but I, I don't really go to London anymore. I don't carry it in a bag. It's always in my pocket. I don't leave it in my car. At work, it's in my pocket because I use it as a calculator. Yeah. I mean, I personally, like, I think having this feature on is just a massive security risk. Yeah. Because if you know whose phone you've got... And, and you have a picture of them. And you have a picture of them. Or even if you don't even know the person personally, but if you're sitting in a cafe and you can take a photo of somebody from a, from a distance mm. or even up close without them realising, and then you steal their phone and you can unlock it with this feature, then that is very easy to do. I mean, I looked at your at your phone there and the, the Galaxy S10 is, is quite distinctive to look at because it has the... the, the in-screen camera cutout in the top right-hand corner. So if I was a tech-savvy thief, I could be on the lookout for that model and think, right, that's the model, I can definitely do that, and so I'm going to take a photo of that that man or that woman and I'm going to steal their phone and then I'm going to do it. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. So uh, while you were talking, I took a video. Oh, great. Yes, (laughs) because I want to see if if we can get it to work on a video um, as well. Has it got sound on it? No, I've turned the sound down. Yeah, okay. So I'm playing the video in front. Oh, it has. I can see it. It's unlocked. It took about three, three and a half seconds, but it did work using the video as well. Yeah, I think that's a really dangerous feature. I wouldn't have that on at all. I mean, the war- no. it's good that it was. they were very honest about it when you were setting it up. You know, it says this feature might not be secure. Yeah. It could be unlocked by camera. They're not trying to hide away from that. Um, but the fact is... it. Why it, is it on there? Yeah. The fingerprint thing is great so that's in, like, that's behind the screen right you that you find found that that's worked that's worked well fingerprint yeah it's it's sometimes it's hit and miss but usually it's fine the issue i had initially was because i've been using the s9 mm. and it's on the back oh i yeah. had set it up as my index finger because of the way you hold your phone you pick your phone up I like see. that and i was automatically trying to do that every time I pick the phone up. But that's just a muscle and memory thing, isn't it? It is. And I didn't know where the fingerprint sensor was on this phone because I didn't know if it was down there, if it was up there. Once I realised where I meant to put my finger, it does seem to work most of the time. Yeah. Well, that's... that's Which is a lot more secure. It is a lot more... It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, frankly, even having a, a standard pin and a password is probably more secure than than having the facial unlock feature on all yeah. the time um but um but interesting i mean i i've never i don't know anyone personally who has suffered some kind of a loss or theft of data specifically as a result of somebody being able to unlock their phone with a with a photo i'm sure it's happened mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I have no doubt it's not limited to you know samsung phones i'm sure that many of these sorts of um, basically, if, if a technology is using this kind of 2D scanning, then it's ex- essentially subject to the same issues. But it definitely seems to be confusing as to why the feature is on there in the first place, given that Samsung itself is being very transparent and warning you it's not very safe. Mm. And and we've just proved that, in fact, it isn't and it, it doesn't work. So I don't really know why it's there. Fingerprint should be in a fingerprint yeah. and passcode or fingerprint and face. I don't know. Maybe, you know, two is better than one. Well, I have fingerprint and pattern, and they say when you set it up, the pattern is the most secure thing. I think it, they, I think they say it's even more secure than the fingerprint mm. pattern, which is surprising. Yeah, maybe. Well, if anyone out there in in listener land in uh, Pod Paradise, what other ones have I got? 
No, me neither. Um, but anyone listening um, has uh, experience using this or um, got any horror stories or um, or positive stories, obviously, as well, then do let us know. Hello at techpodcast.uk. be very interesting to hear your experiences with using the 2D face unlock on these phones. Smart speakers are so popular, the UK is using them now to calculate inflation, Engadget wrote this week. That's because every year the UK's Office for National Statistics adds top consumer products to its basket of goods. And this is a collection of products or services that indicates how people are generally spending their money. Annually, popular items are added and ones that have become less popular get tossed out of the bag and so this year smart speakers made the cut and got in the list but hi-fi systems hmm, got the axe sad face. very sad face yes kate can can confirm I have a sad face right now because of my love of hi-fi. Uh, in 2015, the ONS added music streaming services to this basket, and now people are buying smart speakers that allow them to stream. And so as consumers are opting for devices like the Amazon Echo, Google Home, um, Apple's HomePod, I suppose, t- to an extent, they're understandably less likely to want to purchase um, proper hi-fi systems. Now, Engadget also reminded us that in 2014, or rather since 2014, Netflix and Amazon Instant Video computer video games uh subscription services e-cigarettes headphones mobile phone accessories and digital game and computer software sales have made their way into this uh this basket of goods while sat navs cd-roms and this is a weird one that i never thought was in there and even in the first place dvd recorders have all been removed from the list DVD recorders yeah so like yeah as in, it's sitting. Und- <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Sitting what? under your TV and recording TV onto blank DVDs instead of a VHS. Do people used to do that? A very, very limited number of people apparently used to do <laughs> wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they they've been removed. Apparently, of no surprise to us. Now we've we've sort of talked about the rise of smart f- speakers. Um, oh, in fact, Al in in the chat room says his folks used to use that. Used wow. to use a DVD recorder. Good to know. Yeah, I mean. There's literally the only person I've ever heard use a DVD recorder in that. Oh, in... Stephen says he had one too. Oh, oh, he got one for his parents. Okay, so maybe this is the problem. Maybe it was limited to people's parents and I never bought my parents one. Because they wanted to record stuff. They didn't have a digibox. Yeah. You couldn't get VHSs anymore. Yeah. So they had to resort to a DVD recorder. Apparently so. This is a world that's brand new to us, isn't I've, it? I've never, I've never known that this was, this was an, as Stephen says, <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never, I've, I've never used, I mean, I had DVD recorders in, you know, PCs, but not for this use, but I thought everyone at that point was using, you know, hard drive technology as a stopgap to streaming. But hey-ho, we've learned something today about the uh, British obsession with recordable DVDs and keeping the blank media industry somewhat more alive than we thought it would be. Um, but the ONS adding smart speakers, to be honest, comes as very little surprise given how many of these devices are being sold. What is of intrigue to me or interest to me um, is how many people buy them and then actually continue using them. Because in our house, Kate, we had an Amazon Echo. We did. And got rid of it. Well, I think we still have it, don't we? It's boxed up. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone wants an Amazon Echo, hello at (laughs) techpodcast.uk. You can have one. Send an SAE. Yeah, yeah, stamped a just envelope. Um, 
Al says no thanks in the chat room. Oh, well, you've done yourself out of a free Amazon Echo. Um, but we had one. Uh, the the HomePods, we, we've got two HomePods uh, linked up as a stereo pair, but we disabled the Siri functionality because yes. it kept thinking we were talking to it when it wasn't. She thought the TV was talking to it. Yeah. And all we were really using it for is setting timers, I think. Did we yeah. ever use it for anything other than setting timers? Um, Sometimes you would ask it, like, when we were watching a film and we didn't know who an actor was or something. Or Did I do if that? If an actor was in... Yeah, we used to do that, that briefly. Like, how old is such and such? Just oh, I see. random questions, but, like, not really but using the, it for anything of importance. Yeah, I mean, I also have it enabled on my iPad and I always and I do use that for a lot more things and it would always default to using the HomePod because both devices would hear the trigger word mm. but because both devices also knew each other uh, was in was in the same room it would always default to the HomePods because that's the way the yeah. system was set up and I didn't want that I wanted actually to default to the iPad so we just turned that off as well uh, the Google Home we had one for a little bit but um, did we yeah we, exactly <laughs> <laughs> we had a Google Home and um, stopped using that. And the main re- the main reason was because, A, none of them sound very good. I mean, the HomePods do sound the best, and that's why we've kept those around. But even then, they're just a backup for if I can't be bothered to stand up and turn on the hi-fi. Whereas the mm. others, we got rid of them, if you remember, because partly because you got really worried that they were funneling ads towards you. It was you. spying on me. Was it the- was This was when I wasn't working, yeah. and we had the Echo. And I actually used it to play music and I would, when I was in the kitchen, I would say, play this song and it would play it. And I was like, this is great. I love it. I'm going to use it all the time. And then I kept getting adverts for things that I'd only ever talked about with you in the house. Yeah. Like the orange. The orange drink thing. And there was another thing I can't remember, but it was like things that I know I'd never Googled. I'd only ever had a conversation with you. And I was getting ads for them, and it was too weird. And then you, I think you had one as well, and then you were like, I'm going to turn it off. I did, I did. I mean, I gave, I, I remember saying at the time that I had an explanation for the drink in that it would probably have been part of a massive online and offline promotion where the drink was being promoted on the end of aisles and supermarkets, were being advertised on TV, which, you know... I don't ma- think that's true, though. I know you maintain that that's case but i think that's a reach and i don't think that's true uh i'm well i'm fairly sure i'm fairly sure it is true but it but it also may not be so <laughs> i'm not going to sit here and say it is definitely not the case um it, the chat room saying um uh, al uh, struthers says if uh, we have them in the show houses at work and they just randomly start speaking sorry i didn't hear that without any trigger words that definitely happened to us so i work with like completely different people to you you work with tech journalists and all your friends are tech journalists so you tend to have like you you all have these things people I work with will literally save up to buy something like this and then when they get it or they might ask for it for their birthday and it's a really big deal and I know people who have had to save up or wanted to save up and buy like an Amazon Echo and mm. then they got it and it was this really big exciting thing and they were like oh I've got an Echo and oh it can do this and it can do this and when you've done that you're not just going to go oh it's listening to my conversation I'm going to put it in a cupboard no you're going to keep on using it I think regardless if you've got 
a security issue with it because you've saved up for it or it was a birthday present because you're not true Do you know what i mean yeah i mean i i wanted i wanted the i wanted the um, the amazon because it was the first good one and i wanted to try it out yes interesting okay well um any other thoughts obviously welcome hello at techpodcast.uk interested in hearing how you're using your smart speakers you're used to hearing the smooth velvet sound of nate's voice drizzled over your ears like a warm eardrum syrup Topped off with the freshly squeezed citrus tang of an Ian Morris opinion. Supporters of the show at patreon.com forward slash UK tech enjoy second helpings every week. So pull up a chair, find your nearest spoon, and tuck into a sumptuous extra helping with no commitment. If you have any allergies, please inform a waiter. Kate, would you like to take my hand and jump into the deep pool of feedback sure. this week? Don your goggles and your bathing suit. I'm here in my Speedos, as you can see. I see. See That's them? delightful. Yep. Okay. At uh, least you're not naked. This is true. Not now. Um, this comes in from Phil. He said in response to our conversation around um, the micropayments uh, and cash transfer thing we talked about last week with Naomi. I moved to Sweden from the UK a few years ago and the process of transferring money is simplified here to the point of ubiquity by a single app called Swish, which crucially is supported and part owned by all the major Swedish banks rather than having a separate payment app for each bank. When you register for an account, your mobile number is linked to your bank account after undergoing standard ID checks. From then on, you can transfer money to anyone via the app simply by inputting their phone number, the amount, and then a six-digit PIN code. The money is transferred immediately and they get a notification saying it has arrived. I don't know if there's a limit, but I've transferred the equivalent of several hundred pounds at once before when lending someone some money for a last-minute emergency. The app is so ubiquitous that many small shops, cafes and major online retailers now also accept Swish as a form of payment. And if you get on a bus or train in Stockholm without a ticket, you can just swish them the fare and then show a QR code to the driver or conductor to scan. Just thought I would send you some information about what I perceive to be an incredibly well-functioning money app transfer system in response to your open question last week. Thanks for the show, Phil. Well, thanks for the comment. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I don't know why we couldn't I wish have... I lived in Sweden. There's lots of good reasons to live in Sweden. The music oh. scene, for one. Fantastic melodic death metal bands up there. Many of whom you've seen with me, actually. In Flames, for example, being one of the best reasons to live in Sweden, because presumably but you can... But this is number two. But this is number two, yeah. I mean, maybe you could pay for your In Flames ticket with with Swish. This is what I wish we had over here. I swish, we, I swish we had it. <laughs> yeah, and Stephen Huxtable says Apple Pay Cash is taking its sweet time. Yeah, I don't know anyone who's using Apple Pay Cash here. Maybe our American listeners um, who have had it for longer than anyone else has um, can let us know if they're using Apple Pay Cash. What but... is Apple Pay Cash? That's a very good question. I'm glad you asked. Um, it's essentially peer-to-peer payments a bit like paypal but built into your iphone um, so it's apple pay for yes. each other that that is the way to describe it yes it's apple pay for each other so my description was better than your description would you say i think we'll leave it to the listeners to <laughs> determine that but i'm gonna I'm going to think I actually didn't know what it was. Yeah. No, that is a good way of describing it. Uh, We also had a lovely email from Sam as well, who wrote in to say that he'd purchased a few Bitcoins now and again. um, And one of the the ways that he could pay for those Bitcoins was using Barclays Ping It. 
which I thought was an extremely um, interesting use for Pingit. We'd asked for people's mm. examples of how they used Barclays service and um, apparently buying Bitcoin is one of those. So thank you, Sam, for that comment. And also thank you to Phil um, for your insights from Sweden. Now, text message obviously keeps you informed about the British uh, tech landscape, but we're going to check in with our good friend Tom Merritt, a daily tech news show. Tom, what has been going on this week? This week on Daily Tech News Show, we talk about facial scanning at U.S. airports, the good and the bad, Tim Berners-Lee's hope for the future of the web, whether IBM was within its rights to use Flickr images to train an AI, the idea of monopsonies, that's when a buyer, not a seller, corners the market, and whether that applies to Facebook and Apple, and finally, what companies could or should do to stop live streaming of terror like the events in New Zealand. That's all at DailyTechNewsShow.com. Thank you, Tom. Fact, I was last... going to jump in and say thank you, Tom, and then I didn't. <laughs> oh, Tom was at our wedding, of course. You he probably was. thanked him then for all of his promos. Um, but thank you also to our patrons supporting us every week. If you're not a patron but would like to get our ad-free extended versions, do please head to patreon.com forward slash UK tech and help us finish March with maybe just one more patron than we had last month. You know, Every little bit helps. Um, and, uh, and we're extremely grateful. But we're always extremely grateful as well for everyone listening on our free ad-supported feed and leaving us reviews on iTunes. Um, that's the way that the word actually gets out in the first place about the show when you tell your friends and leave great reviews. So however you're supporting us, thank you very, very much. Now, Kate. Hello. Uh, hello. It's normally <laughs> at this point that I get a guest to promote their work or oh. something. But um, do you want to talk about Vets for Pets? <laughs> can do if you've got a if you're I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about them as a business really fair enough but if you (laughs) if you have a pet (laughs) he's laughing at me if you have a pet and they're not registered with a vet go and register now there you go because if you have an emergency and you're not registered you'll have to pay more there you go it's better for the animals and stick to one vet don't be changing all the time because that's rude is it annoying? It's rude. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. I could you. say lots of other things about vets, but I'll leave it there. You should start a podcast. I, could, I, I, I don't can... think I'm very good. <laughs> well, I thought you were great. And thank you for, for helping um, this week not just be a, a, a giant mo- um, monologue from me in absence of, uh, of Ian and, and Andy this week. So very grateful You're to welcome. you, Kate. Uh, thank you for everybody for listening. And we will see you in a week. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.